And we're live, baby. We're back. Let's get the intro music going. This is the T-Roy and the P-Roy Show. We're back in action today. I hope everybody's having a great Friday morning. Yes, How are we doing today? Yes, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm uh, pretty pretty freaking hyped to get back on the pie. We took a little hiatus. We've been slammed lately, man. We've just been MIA. Yeah. Miss, missing in action. Yeah. Misbehaving, MIA, all that. Everything Misbehaving above. in action. Yeah. Dude, the... We've been slammed, bro. It, I can feel a difference when we're like potting and not potting. I feel a little more like dialed in. Bro, we're in a new season. Yeah, we're in a new season. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, we're slammed, but we're in a new season, so it's just part of it. Yeah. It's part of the story. Dude, I, I, we're crazy, I think, but the other day, I can only explain this. This is the type of thing you have to experience, but when we're driving back from New Orleans, coming back from the job, mm. and like it's cooler, the weather's cooler, our lives are taking like crazy turns with like, you know, business. And, like, everything that we're doing, like, me kind of, like, adapting to civilian life, everything in between. And I felt it. I know you felt it. Like, it's like something's in the air. Something's changing. Like, liter- literally, but, like, metaphorically, too. You know? It was a weird. We were crossing Lake Pontchartrain, actually, heading home on our way back from New Orleans. And I don't know if it was our playlist we were listening to. That, but that was part of it, too. If it was the music we were listening to or if it was the view of just looking out over the lake like that. It felt like we were in a movie or like mm-hmm. a TV show and we went on to the next season. Yeah. We're in, we've officially decided that we're on season nine right now. Something like that. We've known it's each other season. for nine years. So we're on season nine, bro. This is a new, new season regardless. I feel... <sighs> I don't know, bro. This year's been so crazy. And then just turning 27, kind of like reflecting on everything, really thinking like, where my where my life's gone this past year? Being like, damn, dude, I'm pushing 30. Pushing 30. Ugh. I'm but, older than you, bro. Not a little bit. How old are you? When's your just, bro- are you a 96, baby, or a 97? 96, yeah. So we're not that far apart. No. Nah. A couple months. Age is just a number, dude. You and Blair are about the same age. Mm-hmm. Like almost identical. When's your birthday? 19th, November. So about a month off. Okay, yeah. Sagittarius, I think that is. Speaking of November, bro, we're supposed to be going camping mm-hmm. with our buddy Q. I don't know if Q understands what camping entails. Because he seems way more excited <laughs> than I thought he would be. Yeah, and he's not, I don't think he's like an outdoorsy guy. No, he's a city boy, bro. Yeah, city boy for sure. For sure. I don't, because he was excited to do it. And he was trying to go like a month ago. It's a birthday present for him. Like he's he wants it like that. That's, a, it's That's a, true. It's a whole thing for him. That's true. Because, like, if you don't know about, if you've never camped before and you think, oh, we're just going to go camping in the woods, if you're trying to sleep where it gets too hot, you can't just cut the AC on. Bro, you ever seen glamping? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Glamping? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get that idea that's not, in their head. And that's, that's not, not my right. idea of camp. My idea of camping is popping up a tent somewhere. Get a little and fire. Like, yeah, a little fire. You bring a pot. You've got to go catch some fish to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. That kind of mentality. You might bring, like, maybe some. You bring, you know, like, fish fry. Some and, snacks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like some cliff bars and stuff. But, I mean, for the most part, you try and catch your own food. Mm-hmm. That's how I always thought it was. Yeah. I'm not, like, a glamping type of guy. I'm just going to bring my tent, maybe a couple, like, snacks, not much. Some guns, more stuff. fishing poles. Yeah, guns, poles. Be a good time. Maybe if we can yeah. bring the four-wheeler, that'd be a good time if we can get into some trouble. Yeah. You never know, man. There's not. I feel like outdoorsy stuff out here is more geared toward, like, hunting. Cause you got so much bugs, dude. Like camping, you got you got to go when it's cold. Yeah, you got to. In Louisiana, it's sportsman paradise. There's plenty to do as far as outdoors, but it's not always. You've got to go in the right season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like to go. My favorite season is frogging. 
Mm-hmm. And that might be in May. And you might be doing like a, it might be when the mosquitoes are bad, but you're moving on the boat. So it's not like you're getting torn up the same, you know, yeah, it's like there's certain, around. there's certain things that are different seasons or better options. I, I'd say like deer hunting in, I don't know, bro, when it's not, if it's not cold outside yet, I'm not going hunting like that. No. Not sitting out. I'm not going duck hunting like that. I don't want to sit in a boat. Cause that humidity is going to be there regardless. So if it's hot, even if it's like a little warm, you can't, you just can't have a lot of layers on it. It's like just miserable. I like to fish more than I like to hunt. I'm not saying I don't like to hunt at all. You're just not patient when it comes yeah. to like sitting and waiting. No, man. So like fishing, you're kind of active and doing stuff. It's like more your thing. And even then, like I can't fish with a cork because I just <laughs> reeling it in the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of those things where I'm just driving myself crazy. I have to bass fish because it's constant. Yeah. You're just constantly moving, right? You yeah. Fly fishing's fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the idea of fishing and that... Like you said, it keeps my brain moving. It's I feel like as we get older, fishing is that kind of stuff has become more of a getaway than the idea of, oh, I'm going fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the idea of not having to worry about work. It's kind of like with golf, right? Yeah. It's not about necessarily going golf. It's about getting away from all the other shit that you would have to do if you weren't golfing. That's like what we talked about the other day. Like sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. It's about like who you're doing who it you with. Who you do it with. Because you could do something, dude, like being in the military, dude, like, what did I, what did, was, I think I looked at you and said, dude, there's nothing funner than just like hanging out with your bros. Yeah. Cause dude, that's how we got on that combo. I think I, when I look back at the military, bro, I kind of miss it in a way. But if you put me in the moment, like the day to day moment, like, God, dude, this sucks. But the, the clowns, not the circus. The only, yeah. It's, I miss the clowns, not the circus. I miss like, dude, it was so shitty sometimes, bro. But looking back, like really having like some fun in like shitty moments with, it's like almost more fun than having, yeah, like you know, like having you fun go, moments with dude, regular people. You could go to Disney World, but if you go by yourself, you're not gonna enjoy dude. yourself the same way. If you you could go camping with your two little kids and your wife, and you'll have more fun doing that than going to Disney World by dude, yourself. When I was in it's Washington, logic. when I was in Washington, I fell in love with snowboarding, bro. Being in the mountains, and I would go with my homies, right, from like the guys I worked with. Dude, the first time I went by myself, I was like, dude, this shit sucks. Cause you're you're falling all over the place. You're getting snow everywhere. But whenever you're laughing and like cutting up and like messing around with the boys, you don't really think about how much it sucks. Like having to get back up every time or have because like, it's funny to everybody. Yeah, it's funny. It, Everybody's. Yeah. It's just different. It's about who you do it with. Yeah, and that I think you, we look at you know like struggles and going through shit with people. It's not that bad, bro. Like in the moment, shit seems so bad sometimes. But when you look back at it, like damn, like we did it together. Whether it's like you with me, you with your girl, you with whatever. You know, if, if it's the right person, it's not everybody can't do that with everybody. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be something that's fun. Like, look at it. Like, we go and work in NOLA every day. Yeah. It, it's going to be like, we're going to be. <clears throat> it sucks. There's going to be. No, it definitely sucks. There's no doubt about drop, waking up at 5 a.m. to be in NOLA for eight. There's nothing fun about that. But when the job's done. Or, like, when we see pictures of what it looked like versus what it looks like now, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we did that. That mm-hmm. feels so good. If you, and I, I, I'm pretty sure Tate's the one who said this, but if your main goal is not, if you don't wake up every day seeking happiness, but if you wake up every day, like, how can I make myself more proud? How can I make myself more honorable? How can I make myself more valuable? Mm-hmm. You will be more satisfied with the results at the end of the day, like going to New Orleans and working all day and hanging sheetrock or putting up sheetrock motor, spraying texture or putting tile down. You'll be more satisfied grinding like that and doing something productive than if you seek happiness all the time. It's a high. You yeah. can't just be out here looking for happiness every day. You have to mm-hmm. you wake, but happiness comes with making yourself proud. Yeah. And there's a, there's a sense of accomplishment there that really 
that you can manifest in that long term. That's that's how you. It's a long term. It's a long term. It's a results, right? Yeah, but they're not immediate. And Mm -hmm. so, I find that there's such a correlation between actual happiness and pride. I see taking that serious, and whenever you do something, being prideful about it. You know. Yeah, I relate everything to the gym, bro. And like the way I look at it is like, okay, I could eat this cupcake, I could eat this candy, and um, that's gonna be so good. But like the way I look at it is like, damn, that's gonna make me either not perform as good That's in the 25 gym 25 minutes 30 minutes of gym activity that i'm doing yeah, just bro. to burn this fucking cupcake yeah off. i would i would so much i don't even like sweets but like to the point where i would rather just eat clean go to the gym and like look better feel better it might take a minute to get to that point but like why eat that when it's gonna ruin your results it's gonna ruin like your long-term happiness you know it's almost psychotic to like go to the gym on a everyday basis mm-hmm. and then come home and eat like shit yeah, it's just like insanity what, what because you're expecting yeah. it's you're you're literally inciting insanity. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. That's almost it's crazy. That's psychotic in a way. Yeah, to, to expect. Yeah, to like oh, let me go put all this time and effort into my body so that I can have like the look that I want to have and I can do what I want to do. But then, whenever I'm that outside of that one hour, two hours of my day that I spend in the gym, I'm 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 doing the exact opposite. Then it's like okay, well then you might as well just not go yeah, to the fucking just gym. Don't. Yeah, just don't, don't, and then don't eat, and then just stay normal. Yeah. Because I, I kind of use the gym as an excuse to eat more, not shittier, but more, but, like, I kind of know, I know what I'm doing, you know? I'm not, like... There's a difference between overeating and eating junk food. Yeah. Like, when you're, when you're carb and bulk, the bulking is a different, bulking and eating like shit are not the same. Bulking mm-hmm. is, I've got to overload on carbs because I'm trying to put on 50 pounds in this off season. Yeah. There's right? an intention with that. Yeah, there's, there's intention, intention there. I'm eating chicken. I'm eating rice. I'm eating, I'm eating meals that are going to, you know, that are, that are full of, uh, like a clean surplus. Yeah. Like I'm getting my protein. I'm getting good calories. I'm not mm-hmm. eating, I'm not eating a lot of sugar. A lot of caca. Yeah. It's not pro- a lot of processed food. That kind of stuff is important, bro. Look at yeah. me. I, I don't eat very healthy. No. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> say by any means, and I don't. But I'm also not a big guy, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's directly correlated with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I thought about it, though, and I was like, because, you know, I, I do a little bit of lifting just so, you know, try and stay it's somewhat in shape mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I'm falling behind the curb. But I was thinking about it yesterday. With the work that we do, man... Yesterday I was swing, <clears throat> I'm swinging up and down the scaffold, <laughs> like, like you like know, a what I, yeah, like a monkey. And I, I really think about it. I don't know how much bigger I really would want to get, mm-hmm. as far as being able to like, I can't climb up that scaffold and do sheetrock mud above my head for five hours if I've got an extra ten pounds, twenty pounds, thirty pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. That's gonna slow me down a lot. And I think about that it kind could. of stuff. No, I could, but I don't want to get over like one ninety. 200 that would uh, how am i gonna rotate how am i gonna move how am i gonna do what i need to get done and you're not used to that so that would really affect you fuck yeah like me i'm 260 bro but i'm not to be like fooling myself but i move around like really well for my weight a lot of people who are 260 bro are not moving around like i'm moving around but you're like a 260 that probably would be like a 290 if you weren't taking care of your body no hell no dude i would be yeah like pushing 300 that's what i'm saying so like 260 for you is a lightweight in theory kind of and i know that sounds goofy because like dude imagine if i lost if i got under if i got what was like 195 i would look sick yeah you wouldn't look healthy and that's weird because that's most people will never get to 195 no i would look weird you would look really unhealthy yeah and that's crazy but because i'm only six feet people would start asking you like hey bro are are you you like are you doing crack yeah because my face would be sunken in in. because i'm not 
I'm thicker, but I'm not like chubby. I don't have like excess weight, like bad no. excess weight. I don't think. Mm-mm. But I'm just thick. I've always been thick. Shout out thick. Yeah, I'm very thick, boy. I like to eat, bro. My grandma's giving me fat. Been living at my. Bro, grandma's you better be house. careful. She listens to our pod. Shout out to grandma. Yeah, she. Uh, I've been she's trying like not our to biggest curse. supporter. We've been trying to do better. I'm sorry, I said the f word a minute ago. That's yeah. my fault. I have actively been making an effort because I know you don't like it. I know you're gonna listen. We just want to say, <laughs> we just want to say, we are putting effort into not being vulgar with our lingo. So yeah, she said she. I want to get her on potentially. She says she's not coming on the podcast if, we, if we're cursing a lot. Dude, there's a lot of people that I'm really interested on in getting on the pod. And they're not yeah. all necessarily like big shots or somebody that's doing something huge. But somebody who has a good opinion to offer. And somebody... I feel like a lot of times it's not necessarily the people that are doing it's it It's what big. you can get out of it. It's what you can offer to the world, yeah. right? And it's not always going to be somebody who's who's a top-notch G in this world mm-hmm. who's going to be able to offer. It's everybody can offer something. But there are people that don't offer anything. And you got to keep that yeah. in mind. But, like, what I learned in the military is that... Dude, you meet so many, so many people, bro. What I learned, and I forced myself to do it, is if... Because you got to be around people, bro. It's not where if you work in the civilian world, like, oh, this guy's weird. Let's fire him. You can't. Because you, you got to, okay, let's adapt and let's, like, let's learn to appreciate this guy. Let's let's see, like, what he can offer. That's how I looked at it, especially being in, like, a leadership spot. I think I could be wrong because I've never met someone I couldn't learn something from. But you can learn something or gain something from anybody. Almost everybody. Even if somebody's a, a true shit ass, you can understand how to try to understand someone to who's, To not like, be a shit ass. Yeah. There's always an intent. If you're intentional, bro, if you're intentional with the way you're moving and you pick up, okay, this person does this and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a point to not do that. Yeah. There's, there's lessons to be learned everywhere. And then some are good, some are bad. And you just have to be able to dissect. That's part of our duty as humans to be able to like, in making good decisions and having the right moral code, yeah. be able to decipher, okay, this is what route, I, this is what I think of that. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm view. This is my viewpoint on this situation. And I'm going to go or that scenario mm-hmm. and I'm going to handle that accordingly yeah. based off of how I see it. And that's why, again, that's why the way you grow up is so important, because if you grow up in a shitty home, then what you know is shitty. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of kids, like I grew up in a home that was broken, very broken. And I was I'm and you just you know this about me. I'm one of those people that can say, OK, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I need to do, but I know that. I know that that's not, not the fucking what I want to do. That's not the answer. Yeah. Right. And so you go from there. For me, it was very it was black and it was very black and white. Yeah. And so but for whatever reason, and I look at my siblings like for them, it's not so black and white. Maybe it's just my mindset that I have in life and the way that I view things in general kind of sets me into like a more logical viewpoint mm-hmm. rather than an emotional standpoint. And so. But even then, bro, it's like I look at my siblings and I look at how they handled the same upbringing, like the exact same upbringing, if not maybe even a little bit better because I grew up with it my whole life. They got out of that situation pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out of this situation and half of them still live at the house. So they didn't have to grow. I, that was me till I got out of the home and then was still like that was the situation even afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, so that's all I ever knew. And so for them, it's like, OK, so. Then it's not always black and white for people. Some people cannot no. see. Okay, that's like they fall right into that that pattern, and it's like it's it, it's that cliche story of you can have two kids where a parent's an alcoholic, 
and one kid's never going to drink a drop of alcohol in his life and the other kid's going to drink every night. Mm-hmm. And it's just about the perception that they have and the vow and the moral code that they've set for themselves. This is what I'm going to, this is my non-negotiable. This is what I'm willing to tolerate. This is where I'm at in life. And this is how I handle this. Mm-hmm. And if you can't live like that, and if you can't step back, then I, I would almost argue that you, you have to be able to, that's where separating logic and emotion is very important yeah. because you, it's so easy. It's so easy to get caught up in the, oh, poor me, victimhood mentality, right? Like, I'm the victim. But if you, even when you're the, dude, the baddest motherfuckers in this world are the dudes who are victims and don't play that victim card. They mm-hmm. learn how to, like, twist it into, like, a hero arc. Yeah. And that's that's where you have to find, that's that's all logic. There's no emotion tied to that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's... You have to be willing to let go and understand that, like, I am not what happened to me. I'm, I'm I, like, here right now. I'm not a result of my situation. Mm-hmm. What we talked about that it what, what, how, we talked about that before that it's not exactly about the it's not a circumstance that will dictate the type of person that you are it's the amount of effort that you put into being focus attitude and effort on your part yeah very good got a new setup pretty good we're having a little difficulties we're rolling now right we're rolling and growing I think too, too man. The you're the driver of your life, and if you want to take it down like the wrong road, it's up to you. You know, sometimes you start your drive on a bad road, but like you can get off. You know. But yeah. Trying to get my pod right. I think it's time for story time. Yeah, we've been having a couple things. Let's start with the betting challenge. Yeah, we. If you guys didn't hear the last couple episodes, we we started a gambling challenge. And, you know, this is not gambling advice. This is not life advice. Uh, gamble at your own risk. But we started a challenge where we started off with $100. And you bet on something. And then if you win, you compound it. So the second bet should be 200 Your third bet should be 400 so on and so on. And we, we won round three, which was $400. And now we're on our, eight, our fourth round, which is an $800 bet. And we're being very picky, very selective about like what we're doing because we're trying to get to like get to 10 at least because 10 is 50K. And we're not just doing it like we're not doing it every week, but we're being selective and we're picking one because last week we did like a parlay to where the money line was like kind of high. We made two. So it like evened out and it hit. I think it was like Bama minus 13. Yeah, and it they both hit, and uh, pretty, pretty easily too. I don't see nothing obvious this week. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think I got it figured out. My freaking just a little too loose. No, the bottom of the table where the clamp comes in, it freaking busted through the table. Ugh, made so in China, like, probably. Yeah. So I had to, yeah, no, 100 percent. It's a Chinese 100 percent. A hundred percent made in China. You got to get that American bad, quality. Yeah. If it does it again, I'm just going to take the mic off and pick Hold it up. It. Yeah, that's my bad, guys. We've got this new... So we just upgraded our audio box. We upgraded our mics. We've got new boom stands. We've got a new legitimate studio. We're not in the kitchen anymore. It's We've taken a lot of steps on that end, so we're still kind of yeah. playing with it. That's my bad, though. Just, just kind of... pains. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. But the betting challenge is going well. We've passed our $800 bet. We're moving slower than I thought we'd be, but... We're moving I'd, steadily. I'd rather move slow and cautious yeah. than 
Like our next bet is a eight hundred dollar bet, dude. That'd be my biggest bet I've ever made. That me too. Me too. And so that my, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like eight hundred eight hundred dollar bet kind of makes me like a little ooh. ooh yeah get that butt you're not feeling in your stomach when you used to have a, a school project to do mm-hmm. and you had to present in front of the whole <gasps> class and you get yeah. the butterfly you're like uh, uh, we made a uh, I made like a a thing part of it too that once we get into four digits. Like over a thousand dollar bets, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go in person and like make the bet at the. Can we tell them why? Uh, yeah, I I think for me it makes it more. No, with the tax breaks. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's put let's put people on game real quick. So if you you do not recommending that you gamble because gambling can be bad. But Panda discovered this: the tax percentages online versus in person are a massive. I think what was it like twenty seven versus twelve. No, it was like 10 to 15. So like, I, this is just what I read and I'm not 100% sure. We're but not if, CPAs. We don't know. Yeah, this this could be legal advice. This could be wrong. This is just what I was reading because sports gambling online and stuff is pretty new. So if you net over a year, over a, throughout a year or through one bet, over $1,200, it's either 1200 or 2500 not completely sure. You have to pay 10% tax on it. If you put that bet in an in-person sports book. But online, if you put that bet in an online sports book, you have to pay 15%. Not 100% sure why, but think about it, right? If you make a, a $10,000 bet- I was way off. I said 27 and 12. Yeah. But I, I think you still got to pay a federal tax of like 35% mm-hmm. or 20, 25%. So like add your, that in your state tax, that's like- Just a little- four, Almost 40%. So if- I mean that that sounds about right. Like how much? Think of how much they get for the lottery. They probably get like half of it, a little less. Yeah, and I mean, think about that, bro. If and you can't get away from it. So like, if you win, like let's say you made it with Barstool, and I know they got ours at the the casino, LaBerge Casino. Yeah. So if you make it with them, they they track it. Yeah. So they send you they send you that information like on. It's not a W two. It's they send it through something else. It's a. I, I know it's like, like a form. Ten, it's a ten something ten thirty one form that you yeah. hit, and it's 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 basically you get it. You get the same forms. I mean, shit, man. Anytime like you're, if you have a stock portfolio of some sort, they you, they do you, the same. You thing. get a same at the end of the year. With like you get Robin like, Hood or here's whoever. your gains, here's your losses, here was your you know the overall amount you made this year. This is what you need to pay. Mm-hmm. And shit, bro. They don't even tell you how much. It's crazy. They'll tell you, look, hey, this is what you made. We know how much you need to pay. We're mm-hmm. not going to tell you, though. You need to figure that out. Yeah. And if you don't figure it out, you're going to jail. That's why knowledge is power, bro. You got to know. You can't just be moving and, like, doing crazy shit without, like, understanding Dude, what you're doing. Coming from somebody who owns their own co- company, who has to pay payroll taxes, who has to pay quarterly taxes, who has to pay, you know, federal, your your income taxes, you have to... Dude, they're so... And then on top of that, you have to think about, how can I beat the system? I'm trying to get new trucks. You're trying to get new trailers. You're trying to get new tools so you can write stuff off. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need a $100,000 truck, but guess what? I'm going to go buy a $100,000 truck because I I got $60,000 worth of taxes that I need to write off and I could get most of that knocked down. You know, it's logical at that point. So uh, my, my man, and look, I have a great guy. If anybody needs one, name's Mike. Dude's awesome. Takes care of me. Takes care of my company. Takes care of me personally. He makes sure that everything that I'm doing is legal. He makes sure that everything that I'm doing is the smartest move. Mm-hmm. Um, get you a good CPA, man. A good CPA. Somebody who understands the game. Somebody who works for a good firm, even if they do it on their own. But somebody who knows what they're doing. Not just somebody who graduated and says, oh, blah, 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 blah. 
Like this is, I'm going to invest your money. I'm doing this. And blah. No, find, find you somebody that actually genuinely cares about your personal situation. This is what I have. This is what I'm bringing to the table. This is my goals and this is where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. So when you get, and that's just, you know, writing, kind of like writing your plan. I tell just you all the time. filling your table. Yeah. Right, people, fill your table, bro. Fill your table. Find you a good CPA. Makes or breaks you. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. This saved me so much money, dude. Yeah. So much money. I think I have high hopes for the gambling challenge. I think we're going about it the best way. I think the way that we're moving about it is pretty good. A lot of times we don't even make the bet. If we don't both agree on it, we don't even make the bet. I like that we do that. I, yeah. I didn't, we weren't, we didn't plan on that at first, but yeah. it kind of just worked out to where I think that we both peeped out like, okay, he, he wanted to make a bet last week for Colorado versus uh arizona state Mm -hmm. it was minus three and they won by three so like it would have pushed but like still that's frustrating to make a bet and it pushed with like a big bet even then though bro the odds of that push it was lucky the the odds of it pushing were like oh my god because it was a field goal it It was was a last second field goal exactly bro but how long did colorado lead in that game at all they were down 14 nothing till like the third quarter or something like that so you're telling me they didn't lead in the game except for the last Two second, two seconds, however much time was on the clock. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to lead the entire game. Yeah. That was my logic was like Arizona State's not good. They've been kind of struggling. They lost to like non-power five teams. I was like, Colorado might just like sling it on them. So and out of 60 didn't. minutes of football, Arizona State won 59 minutes and probably 55 seconds mm-hmm. of that game. But they still lost the game. Yeah. So it's like. That was it, a fluke. But it it's just moment, But it's moments like that because I told them and I was like, dude, something about it. It's a home game for Arizona State. It's halfway Col- through the season. Ha- Teams are getting better. Colorado's missing a few people on defense. Yeah. They're, they're missing you know, their stud. Uh, Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. They're missing. Not even just him, though, dude. They were had a like lineman out. They had a safety out. They've got a couple injuries. They're just a little bit beat up. You really have to do some research into that at this at this point in the season because everything matters. Everything matters. Everything bro. home games matter. That's something that I look at. That like people I think when they're gambling, they overlook is like where they're playing. And then now it's getting colder. You almost got to check the weather for that location, yeah, bro. Because think about it: if a team's uh, like Caleb Williams is slinging the ball all the time, if it's cold, he's not going to sling the ball. If it's cold and the wet, they're going to run the ball. Yeah. So like, if Dude, you're that's, not thinking that's about an that NFL thing, I think about that when I set my fantasy football lineup. Yeah, they that tell too. you. They'll tell you every. I actually get on like a app. They give a weather report for each game. Like, hey, it's it's seventy nine degrees and sunny. Like Miami, the Dolphins players, great place to you know draft. They they play at a eighty degree field in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's never cold there. Versus if you go play in like Lambeau, where the after November it's snowing. In yeah. Green Bay. What do they call it? The, the frozen tundra? Just yeah, bro. Same thing with the Bears, right? It's uh-huh. like Chicago. If you go to either... Is Chicago... Chicago's an outdoor field, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It snows bad in those two places. Yeah. So, and, but that's a huge, huge, huge perk, especially looking at like... We can even go back to like 2000... And I'll, I'll take it all the way back. 2007, Saints played the Bears. Oh, yeah. At the Bears. Yeah. When they had... Uh, we were- Fire that we were year. that was the first year we had Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and I thought we were going all the way. And um, it's like in in war, bro. Weather weather will make or break like a war, which will like change history. Think and, about that. And we lost that game yeah. to the Bears because we could not catch the ball, we could not pass the ball. Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Who was the quarterback for them? Well, he's a little. He was a white dude. What was his name? He was a, like pretty boy. Was it Jay Cutler? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It was Cutler. Yeah. I mean, pretty boy. Yeah, Jay yeah, Cutler was the QB for the Bears at that time. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Like I was young. Time, yeah. I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. That's something 
thinking about like weather and looking at like dissecting something you're like planning is I learned that in the military. Like when you're planning missions and you have to go when weather, like being on the, on the water and the weather affects everything you do. So like if as like a leader, if you're not planning and thinking like, okay, how are the conditions going to affect how we can maneuver? How are the conditions going to affect like how our, how can we move around safely on the boat? How is it going to affect like our field of view? How is it going to affect everything? And I kind of look at it like that. Like, if it's windy and cold, the kickers are probably going to suck too. So yeah. it's going to be a, even more lower. Yep. There's going to be more pressure on offense. You can't throw the ball, so it's going to be low scoring. Unders are probably going to hit more. Like you, like everything matters. Everything With, matters. In like speaking of military and weather, didn't they postpone D Day two days because of like fog in the can like on the mm. in that canal between? Because didn't they launch between Britain into France from there, like straight yeah. across? No, I think they pushed it up earlier. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I've been watching the Pacific and the uh, Band of Brothers shows. Yeah. They just came those out on Netflix. Those are good shows, dude. They're really, really good. good. But I remember, a, and I'm I'm sure that those are pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I remember a part where they were like, drop or uh, D, whatever they called it. They were like, mission's been postponed 24 hours. And it's like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm making that up because I've just been watching them shows. But I, mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to Google it. I could be, I'm not sure. I I know that a lot of big missions like that, the weather effect, like the Battle of the Bulge in Europe, it was like kind of like a deciding factor when we beat Germany. It was just snowing, like extreme snow. And it kind of, it just affected it so much to the point where it was like an actual factor and we kind of used it to our advantage. So here you go. In the days leading up to D-Day, Stag and his team forecast the weather conditions will worsen on the 4th of June. And so Eisenhower postponed the invasion by 24 hours. Mm, yeah, so they get pushed back. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I knew, I, I thought that was right. Them shows, I find that the the Band of Brothers in the Pacific, they did, they tried their best to keep it as, and a lot of those war shows, they're not realistic, right? No, I feel they like have the like just the, moments. like Pearl Harbor, the only thing accurate about Pearl Harbor, the movie was the fact that we got attacked. Everything else was just like a love interest and like all that crap. Yeah. To make it more interesting. Yeah. You know? That's the thing, dude. If you, if you pay attention to movies, Every single movie has a love interest. Every, Always. Every single Always. one. Even if it's just kind of like... An angle. Yeah, an Like angle. a small angle of it. Yeah. Always. Always. Speaking of love interest, bro, my dating dating life has been a little weird. We've been wanting to talk about this yeah, lately. That's a good, that's a good like segue into yeah. it. So, uh, this is not me hating on girls. This is not me. This is just a story. This is just a story. So, like... <laughs> Coming, getting over a breakup, <laughs> getting over a breakup early this year. Oh God! And I'm not, this I'm is not so bad, bro. Yeah, I'm not trying to get married. I'm not trying to like. I like being in the presence of females. I like ha- like being around cool, like good people, and like dating, dating casually to the point of like getting to know people. And um, I'm 27 now, bro. I'm not trying to bullshit. I'm not trying to deal with like the younger like college type of drama or bullshit. I don't like putting up with bullshit. Take bro. that shit elsewhere. Yeah. No, we don't have to do we work we're up at five AM, we don't get home till six PM and then we sleep. Bring me peace. Bring pe- yeah. Bring like, me I peace. don't have time for anything but happiness and peace. So if yeah. it's not that, I get, don't want get it. it. So here we go. So I've been I've been on like a handful of dates like here and there on like dating apps and I I do not like dating apps, bro. And I'm at the point now where um I'm not actively like swiping. I kind of have it on, and if I get a, if I get a like, if I get like a match, I'll check it out. But like I don't like, you know, I'm not sitting there swiping trying yeah. to find it. If it 
if it comes if if I get a like, I'll check it out and see what it is. But I'm not sitting there swiping because I know how like dating apps are. I know what they're set up for. Well, you know how women treat that, and it's all for attention. Like yeah. most of the time, women don't even use no, that. Dude. It's all for it. It's a game, no. and it's just to boost their ego and their that you know and like the, get get them make them feel good about themselves. And Seriously, you can't even. I've heard I've heard them say this. I've heard chicks yeah. say this that they've admitted that to me. Yeah. I'm not making that up. I'm and not, I'm not just, just pulling boost. that out of my ass. It, it, yeah. I know girls that have legitimately said I only have Tinder because it's like it's fun and yeah. it gives me something to do and it gives me attention mm-hmm. that I want and it makes me feel better about myself. Because it's it's a passive income. Yeah, it's bro. like they don't have to put in any. They all they do is post, up. make a profile, and then they get likes. And it's like, oh, you're so pretty. What are you doing today? Like, are you having a good day? Mm-hmm. It's like by some random fucking dude that they don't give a shit about. But anyways, yeah. I'm not gonna get yeah, too far yeah. off. I'll let you get back to it. So. This chick, right? I matched with her on Hinge. We'll call it the we'll call it the Hinge Horror Story. It's not terrible. Hinge Horror. Hinge Horror Story, right? Spooky season two. So, <laughs> I meet this chick, right? She looked, she's pretty cute. Nothing crazy, right? She's pretty cute. She kind of seemed like kind of sweet, kind of nice, and we we plan on meeting up. We met and met up at this brewery. Had like a really chill time, and um. I've been kind of like grinding and like busy, not really like doing a lot of fun stuff recently. So this was this is about like a month ago, and she's like, "Hey, my friends want me to meet them at this bar. Like, do you want to come?" And I was like, mm. "Normally, I wouldn't do that because I don't like to hang out with someone too long on the first date." But I was like, mm, "Yeah, fuck it, sure." And we go, we go to meet her friends at this place, and we pull up. Right? She says, "Hey." Um, like my ex is here and then she's kind of like being weird about it right kind of like like she knew she knew he was going to be there it wasn't like wow she wasn't like oh my god like can we go somewhere else my ex is here it was like she was trying to say without actually saying like hey like help me make my ex jealous you know basically because she knew he was there and i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be somebody you use me to make your ex jealous no matter how cool you are Cause like to me, I'm if, not just an item. I'm yeah, like, I'm a human being. If too. we are friends, if we are friends, and I know you, and you're like, hey, like, how do you feel about making like help me make this guy jealous? Then like, that's different. But like, I don't see you as like just a friend. You know, I see you as like I came out on a date with you. Yeah, with intention. Yeah, it wasn't like, like I'm. I'm not here. I've got school to do. I've got a job that's full time. I don't even have time to like. Take yeah. a, take a fucking good shower and like I pay and, I and pay just for her for food. I yeah, pay for her food or drink at our first date and like you're using me to like and at at it's that moment not a good look. Yeah, and I, I was like I got a weird vibe and I wasn't just going to sit there and be like yeah, no, like I'm going home cuz I was like hey, I'm like I'm not going in there. I, I was like hey, I'm not going in there cuz that we just go to Wales. Yeah, and she said, "Okay, well, I think my friends are about to leave anyway, so I'll, I'm going to go tell them that we'll meet them at where they're going." And what I what I took from that was like the friends are not with the ex. It's just like they're mutually mm-hmm. there. But she comes out real quick. She's like, okay, they're going to this place. We'll meet them there. Like, All right, cool. So we head over there. We get there. We're playing pool, kind of like shooting the shit. Her friends show up. We're kicking it. Our friends are cool. We're like, you know. Vibing. Whoop, whoop, de- whoop. We're just chilling. Shout out to Q. Whoop, de- whoop. We're just yeah. enjoying ourselves. Yeah. And we're chilling, right? We're there for about an hour. And the ex shows up. I don't know what he looks like. I don't, I never seen him. Don't know him. Don't know his name. I don't know any of her friends. And she's like, Hey, my ex just walked in and like kind of looks at me, kind of like rolls her eyes and is like kind of trying to be like cute about it, you know, trying to be like, Hey, like, you know, help me make him jealous or, you know, like 
my ex is here. Like, what are you going to do about it? Type of thing. And I'm like, mm. like at that moment, I was like, yeah, this is like a, this is bullshit. This is weird. You know, this is a setup. Yeah. But he didn't come up. He didn't walk up to us. So I was like, okay, like whatever, you know? And then a guy comes up to me and the, I'm not going to say the girl's name, but he goes, Hey, are you with so-and-so? I'm like, yeah. And I thought it was just one of her friends, but it was, it was the ex. And he was, he was, he felt like awkward. Right. But for whatever reason, it felt the need to come talk to me. He was like talking to me. He didn't say nothing bad necessarily, but you could tell he was trying to like, like, Hey, like she was mine. You know, it it was weird, bro. It was weird. And like then, size you up kind of, I, I don't know. He was drunk. So like, I don't, you know, I, I don't mean, know. Not to be mean, like not to be like that guy, but you're not the guy I try to size up really. No, he you know wasn't I mean? a big dude. No, that'd be he like. He wasn't being weird, bro. Because I, I didn't know that was him. But looking why, back. Why would he even come over there? The only reason I'm going up to some random fucking dude and being like, hey, are you with so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Is if I'm trying to size dude up. Yeah. But he was with the girl, too. So I was like, I don't know why you're trying to talk to me. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. You're nicer than me, bro, because I'd have been like, yeah. He didn't do nothing fuck weird. Off. I didn't know that was him, either. He wasn't being weird, so I kind of was just like. I didn't see a reason why it was like hostile, but it was, it was weird. Looking back at it, it was weird. And then she's like, cause I didn't know that was him. Right. And then we were at the bar talking and she's like, that's my ex right there. And I'm like, same dude that you talked to. Yeah, I was like, dude, like whoa. what the fuck is going on? Cause here? To, to me, bro, if I, I don't know, some people are weird. Is this and your I get first that. date with this girl? Yeah. Oh my God. So my logic is bro. If, if I'm taking a girl to a bar or somewhere and I know my ex is there, if I'm if I'm even acknowledging my ex is there, like I'm gonna be like, hey, my ex is here. I don't want to go in there and like bring you around my ex. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah, let's just go somewhere. First off, okay, a couple questions I've got. How did homeboy find out where y'all were at now? Well, she is he part of the friend group? That yeah. Okay, so supposedly, that's, so that's like massive red red flag, red flag number one. If you're yeah. fucking somebody in your fucking friend group. Stop doing it right now because all you're doing is setting yourself up if that doesn't work out to never have a legitimately good partner without also letting go of all of your friends because no guy is going to be okay with you being in a friend group with a guy that you actively have either slept with, pursued, or have had intimate moments with. And that's on God, son. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. But, like, nobody, no guy is interested in a chick that's no, got dude. that's got a dude that she slept with floating around her no. friend group. Because guess what? If they, he's in the friend group. In a way. If he's in, yeah, bro. He's in, that's not going to stop, right? No. He's not going to stop being the other people's friends. And you're not going to stop being those other people's friends. No. So now somebody's got to really lose out if they want to, like, make real progress with somebody, right? Because mm-hmm. if you want want to be with somebody who's high value who says hey like look i'm not okay we're not going to be around your exes we're not going to be that's disrespectful no, hell no. i'm not going to i wouldn't do that to her no exactly because yeah. why because even if i because it's disrespectful yeah like i wouldn't bring you around my exes because that's disrespectful to you so like <laughs> why are you using me to do the same same yeah. thing goes like don't sleep with people in your friend group because no. all that's going to happen dude i'm telling you i've seen it there's happen. nothing good from it no at all because Again, you're going to have to lose friends if you want to have something serious with somebody because being friends with that friend group still is going to cause issues in your relationship. And there is small scenarios where like, you know, if you're trying to date somebody, if you really have like strong feelings for someone in a friend group, yeah, you can maybe. But if you're just trying to, you know, bullshit or whatever, it's not going to work, man. It makes things awkward. And the thing too was, bro, her her best friend, what she said was her best friend, her best friend's fiance, they were best friends. So like, 
there's no there's no world where like there's no pro there's no problem that comes from that you know what i mean and then even for me i understand how things go bro i understand that like when you have a she was with him for like four years i think she said so when you have that type of bond with somebody there's not saying that she still has feelings or they had feelings still but like there's something there, you know. Probably plan on marrying that person at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really yeah, think and they're gonna that. they're gonna hang around. Think about that. Yeah. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm struggling bad. And I don't, I don't know. And for me, my my intentions with dating are like, if I see a red flag and if I see something that's like a non-negotiable type of thing, I'm not, I'm not letting that fester. I'm not letting that. Oh, maybe that was a maybe that was a mistake. Maybe that was a fluke. Because I looked at her intentions and I looked at like the way she went about it. She told me her ex was there and she was still like trying to convince me to go in there with him. You know what I mean? Like why? 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 Because you had to have been trying to make make your ex jealous to bring me around him. You know what I mean? There's no other scenario where that was just innocent. I don't think. I could be wrong, but like I'm not trying to risk that, you know? I don't think it's worth risking that for that. And that's just me. That's just my opinion. But, yeah, that's my hinge horror story. On a positive Shit. note. On a positive note. I'm back in action. My bad. My bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I don't, a lot of other, like, weird situations on hinge, I don't even really think they're worth, like, bringing up. But. So, again, there's just, doesn't that just make you feel so discouraged with the, like, potential in the dating scene? Uh. I don't know. At the moment, I'm talking to someone pretty cool right now. It's it's new. It's fresh. You know, it's easy to be cool and new. Yeah. But, like, I have high hopes for it at the yeah. moment. Maybe she'll see this. Maybe. Shout out. Maybe. I don't even know I her name. So. I hope so. I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> I hope so. I don't, like nah, saying, I don't like bringing up people's names. I don't mind bringing up, like, people I know are never going anywhere names. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll say, like, their relation to me, but not, like, their name. Yeah. You think yeah. somebody's gonna try and kidnap your people, bro? I Take wouldn't say it. kidnap, but like social media. Social media is easy to track down people because, like, if you say, if you say, like, even if you say, like, my mom, it's like, okay, I can find your profile. So all I gotta do is like, I can so find my mom. That's my logic. Is it's almost impossible to be secretive these days. Yeah. So anybody who really wants to find something out can. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know, bro. That's really wicked when you start thinking about the whole. I mean, she's only bringing you to the bar to make her ex jealous, who she hasn't been. How long had they been broken up? I think, like, I could be wrong, but I think she said, like, eight months or something like that. So not even a year. Y'all yeah. were together for four years. She wasn't over him, I don't think. You're probably, quote, unquote, over him, but you still would, like, be with him or have an, a, a tie there. Yeah, and he had his girl with him, too, you know? That's so, so bad, like, and she, I'm pretty sure she knew that. Because if you were so, talking yeah. to your friends and he was with your friends, they told you, hey, your ex is here. He, she knew he was there, bro. That's what I'm trying to get at. And he's and he's with so and so. So yeah. So it's like even more reason to bring someone so, around. And yeah. And, and like, you, I I know I'm a cool a good, person. Yeah. And you're a good looking dude, bro. Yeah, so bro. like it's easy. It's you'd be an easy target on that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? No disrespect to the dude, but he wasn't like, he wasn't bigger than me. He wasn't like. I wouldn't say I was like way better looking than him. Not to not to sound full of myself, but like we were on the same level, if not like higher. You know. Yeah. What I mean? So like. If I'm a girl trying to make that guy jealous, I would have been the guy that boom brought around. 
Yeah. Guy came from and the like, military. He's probably like, she's probably telling yeah, him like, bro. this guy was in the Navy. He yeah, did this. He's, he's bigger than you. He's stronger than you. He's yeah. nicer. Hey, because bro. girls are hypergamous, hey, bro. You know what's they crazy? Level up. They hey, level you know up. what's crazy? The other ones say the same thing. But they'll say it to our faces about us, about their side dudes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's all the same, bro. Because like, Call me crazy, but didn't your ex tell you the same thing about like dude she was fucking around with? He's oh, yeah. this and he's that and he's these and this and dude, that. It's all it's trying to make you jealous, right? Dude, the most I almost I'm at a point now where like I'm am, am I making that up or was no, that yeah. not was that not the intention? Girls she, are girls can be evil, bro. I'm almost what she said. Sheesh. What she said, like I don't like admitting this, but I, I think it's this might like be able to help people, so I'll I'll put it out there. Dude. What she said, like, fucked me up. Because I'm not a perfect person. Talk right? about your ex? Yeah. Or you talking about my the, ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a perfect person, right? I'm not saying that, like, I did everything right in the relationship. But, like, my effort was there and my attitude was there when it, like, when it mattered. And, like, I think that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I, I'll say what she said. The words don't really hurt me, bro. But, like, this shit hurt. She said, he's everything you're not. And that shit fucking hurt, dude. Like, when you see those TikToks of like before, like when she met me and then like after and like the dude Dude's just like, like shredded. shed hay, like shaved head in the gym, like fucking trying to deadlift 500 pounds and like struggling. Basically that's what it felt himself. like, bro. Yeah. That's what it felt like because as a guy, that is like the lowest possible blow you can get. You feel so out of control, bro. No, you feel like a fucking worm. Yeah. You feel like a worm because you're yeah. like, fuck, dude, like this guy is just better than me. And like. Was she being serious? Probably not because she still tried to come back to me. So like, was he? I Probably mean, not. Hold on. Let's, there's no probably, bro. You told that man everything he needed to know <laughs> and he's still yeah. there. He's still with her. Yeah. That should tell you everything that you need to know right there. That, that That's a low value motherfucker. Yeah. And I don't mean that. I'm, I, honestly, I kind of do mean that disrespectfully because yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to, he's disrespecting himself by hanging around because yeah. now that's saying I'm willing to tolerate this. Yeah, because they were they were living together, bro. They were living together. So if you don't, do you, I, I think we're getting too deep. We're getting no, too, we're serious, getting no. Deep. I mean seriously, do you like? Yeah. I mean, I, if do if I had a recent ex and that was the situation, I'd be like making a point to say it. Like, it's disrespectful for him to hang around knowing that she was fucking around on him with you. Yeah, and then knowing that she was fucking around on you with him. He's basically saying, I'm okay with this. I'm going to tolerate this. So, like, if you want to do it again, go ahead. Yeah. And that's the problem, bro. That's why you can't allow disrespect as a dude. You can't, you can't, you can't live in a world where, like, you're, dude, it's better to wander the forest than to come home to a nagging wife. Yeah. Like, it, it, and that's, that's in the Bible, bro. That is in the Bible. If you come back to the same tree in the woods, it's you're lost. You're lost. Yeah, it's you're lost, lost bro. If you, and not like the Frank Ocean kind of lost. Like no, lost, lost. lost. Like yeah. you, you don't know where you're at. I think too. I think now. I hate it here sometimes, bro. I, I don't like. I'm not trying to sit on the sad shit, dude. But no, no, dude. I want to. I'm about to dive into the whole I am thing. When? Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good to, place to go. Yeah, I'm but about to, dude, I was I, gonna let it kind of finish up this convo first. I'm over. I'm over like the, the pain and like the, what happened with my breakup because I, I think that was like the worst. I've never been burned like that in my life. You know, because you don't. Yeah. You don't really, I appreciate it now because it's taught me so much, like a lot about myself, dude, like what I can go through because going through like getting out of the military, dealing with that was like 
nothing but loss, bro. Nothing but loss. I, I think the only thing that would have made it worse is if someone close to me died. That would have been the only thing that, only way that could have got worse. Losing my friends from the military, losing my identity, losing my house, losing my dog, and like <laughs> losing my girlfriend, bro. Like, honestly, bro. How could that be worse? I by, mean, besides losing somebody. So I think that's yeah, like we we keep talking about that like our show and like seasons. Yeah. I think that like that season's over. That season, hundred percent. I I think that's where the season ended right yeah. there, and like bang bang because you know how they're always in the season on the cliffhanger. Yeah, and so like they left the season off right there on a big cliffhanger, and then when you like, and it picked up the season started for you whenever you got on the road in your U-Haul. And like it opened up to you on Rascal Flats. Life, Life is, is a highway. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That was like the new season right there. You're opening up new P- <laughs> new P-Roy. Got a new season. Yeah. I'm on my trek back home, right? Dude, and so, music music really hits sometimes, man. Yeah, bro. Like when I had my U-Haul, my whole house packed up in that U-Haul. I'm leaving Jacksonville. If you ever been to Jacksonville through like the bridge that goes over downtown. And like the sun just in my face and I got like a 10 hour road trip and my life's in that van. It's a one. You're on I-10 from Highland Road in Baton Rouge all the way to Jacksonville. You Mm -hmm. never get off. It's one. It's like a one lane highway. It's one highway all the way through. So Mm -hmm. it's a straight shot. Yeah. And then two that night, the night before too, I'm packing up to leave, bro. My Mm -hmm. ex shows up my house crying, begging for me back. And like after the hockey game. Yeah. And you're like trying to pack up and I'm trying to pack up and leave. And she already like made a point that like it was over and like she like didn't want me. She had already like said a lot of like, you know, hurtful, unforgivable stuff. And I got weak from them. I'm not going to see her and act like, you know, that was easy. But like doing that the next morning, like having to leave, that was like a movie type moment. This year's been kind of a movie, bro. I'm not going to try to reflect too much on this year because I think. Doing like a New Year's podcast would be dope and like reflecting on the year when yeah. it's like, we still got a lot of ball left, dude. It's not even so November. So much ball. So it's much not even ball November. Left. A lot can happen in like a day, a month, especially a full year. We're like just getting into like midway through the third quarter. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. About to start. Eh, we're at the end of the third, about to start the fourth quarter. I'm not sure what the score is, bro, but if it was like a two possession game, I wouldn't be worried. Like if we're down two possessions, I think I we feel like win. we're down by like 10. It's not even a full two possession game. Yeah, we're, just like we're, a touchdown and like yeah. a long field goal. Yeah, if good. we score two TDs, we catch a dub. Yeah, we just got to play some lockdown D, bro. Lockdown D. Yeah, because I I look at you know a lot of you guys won't like understand where we are because you haven't been like around physically, but we try to we try to like let you guys in. But this year's been nuts, dude. We've been traveling between like. P. Roy's got getting all the shit he's been going through, getting out the Navy. I've got a lot of side shit going on that I don't really like to talk about on the pod because I don't feel like it's like some stuff. Some of it, yeah, yeah, but I don't really want to put too much of that kind of sh- like what I've been dealing with lately. It's a lot out on there. I don't really think that that business belongs online. <laughs> no. But um, I mean, life's been like really kicking us in the ass. No, mm-hmm. like. Like bending us over, like that little kid. You ever seen those memes where you're like, Ugh, and you mm-hmm. get like kicked real hard right in that? That's us right now, like donkey yeah. kick. And like between, man, we're working in New Orleans. We've got a massive job where we're just traveling back and forth every day. It's just me and him. We've lost our other guy because our other guy just decided, hey, we're, we're I'm rolling out. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say a damn word to y'all. I'm just gonna leave. So that kind of like when they start killing off people on the <laughs> yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, bro. And so like we're losing squad mates. It's 
We're trying to push through. We've got all these side quests going on. It's life's like GTA, and we say that often, but like we're on this main mission. We're on our main mission going, you know, trying to do this. But then all of a sudden, like my starter on my truck goes out and we, we're having to take his car every day. We can't move material because we don't have a truck or a trailer to move. We roll it, with the punches, bro. Yeah, bro. 24-7. But life's been really, really tough this year. Dude, the on a, in a good way though. I I, I yeah. won't say that. I'm not I'm not even trying to sit here and sound like I'm complaining either because no. I feel like I've grown so much this year. I've I've always we started really, a podcast this year. Th- really think about it. Yeah, really think it's about been a how wild much year, we've gotten bro. done. That we we coached a we coached a baseball team. Yeah, this year we went to Pigeon Forge. We went to Omaha. We've like I mean really put start putting it all together, bro. We've been well, moving, yeah. moving. This has been the most. I've had like some wild shit happen to me, but this year has been the most like filled. I don't know how you can like put like both of us, but I don't know how you can fit everything that's happened within like 2023. I don't. It, it feels was, like it's five years worth of of learning, bro. Of, learning yeah. has learning and growth. And I relate everything to Jim and this might be annoying, but like I, I'm at the point now where this year has been a lot of pain and like growth and a lot of like figuring out life, figuring out myself. And I, I'm at the point now where like I kind of welcome like shit. Because you're not gonna, because when you're lifting, what bro. What were you saying yesterday, bro? Huh? What, what, what did you keep telling me? I don't know. What? I think I think we cracked the code too, right? Yeah, dude. It's kind of like you know how when you keep doing it and like, oh, I'm actually seeing the gains. It's yeah. like we're in the gym Boom. and like, I yeah, we it. might be embracing. This shit hurts, but like but what, the yeah, next but day, I'm getting fucking massive, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm getting huge. Yeah, and like, it's, there's a correlation it's between. It's so relatable, it, but it's, bro. It's in our 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 intelligence level and our outlook on things and the way we're in, like our input output yeah. of information in our brain versus how we're translating it and putting it back into this world has grown so much. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're with each other all day. Feeding, feeding. Cause you know how when you feeding. can bounce ideas off, we bounce each other. I mean, think about it. how many times do we bounce ideas off of each other? Literally like that's all we talk about. That's it. Yeah. That's, literally that's, all that's we talk it. About. Like with the stuff, I don't want to dive too deep cause it's a little personal, but like, my mom, my mom's having personal problems and my mom's pushing 60, bro. And she's at the point where she's calling me for advice. And that's kind of, it's a cool feeling, but it's kind of humbling in a way. Like, damn, dude, like I must be doing something really right. If my mom is calling me for like serious life advice. Yeah. And not just like genuinely t- in taking this and saying, okay, well that makes like, sense. I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah. Like telling me this. Cause yeah. look, and, and I've been in the, I've heard some of the conversations, some of these things, they're not easy to tell people no right like you don't necessarily it kind of hurts your feelings even having to tell your mom that some of those things and it's like i'm pretty blunt well we're both like that but the reality of it is is if that somebody doesn't tell you that like that you're never going to view it like that so if you can't and if you can't see it like that then the reality of it is you're not going to grow from it Mm -hmm. because there's one route you grow from this and that's it and we're showing you that we're telling you like this is what's going on i can see it i'm telling you what the problem is but it's a matter of like, okay, I'm going to actually learn that or I'm yeah. going to actually in, intake. And she is. I mean, you can tell like when she's like real quiet <laughs> and doesn't say anything. Yeah. And she she's knows. just like, yeah. How many times did she say? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm, and, and my mom's kind of in the same boat, bro. Cause like, I mean, they're, they're very alike, right? Like raised. Raised kids on their own, single moms Pretty for similar. most of their lives. Like they've they've kind of had to figure it out, and but that's part of their growing as a human, and like part of their their uh, 
their main mission and their side quest because like they're on their main mission but that's one of their side quests everybody's got everybody's timeline is so different yeah bro bro. you can't compare i've this year's really put me on game with like dude do not compare yourself to other people because some people some people get their life really busting at like 20 some people get their life super busting, but it tastes like 50. Some people don't ever even get Some an opportunity until they're 50. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And like, like, that's what just what it is. Yeah. Everybody starts from a different point. Everybody, you know, has different things. Everybody has like their, um, their own life shit. Cause you're, everyone doesn't live a cookie cutter life compared to everyone else. Everyone has their own. Even cookie cutter lives are all different. Yeah, when you yeah. Really think Everybody's about it. life no is one's, even so a cookie different. cutter quote unquote life is not going to be the same as somebody else's cookie cutter quote unquote life. And that's that's why like the going back to like the name in the pod like filling the table. I don't. It's not always about getting people in your circle that started off on like a high note. Sometimes, bro, I want those motherfuckers that like started in the dirt and they took like years to really like understand. Joe Rogan said this. Um, what's going on and how to navigate their life joe rogan said this don't get me wrong a like a feel-good story of like somebody just did it good is always like nice but there's no better story than a comeback story yeah like i went down i was here and now look at me i'm here Mm -hmm. versus somebody who just like maybe started here and they're here there's nothing better than somebody who hit rock bottom and and somehow made it back like i know this guy who's a roofer and i got lunch with him not too long ago i'm not gonna say any names but um Really good guy. He he owns a pretty successful roofing company where they're doing million dollar months, mm-hmm. and that's you know how hard that is Ma- making a yeah. million dollar. Dude, don't do that overnight. No, that's not something that that's you've set up processes and procedures for years to be able to get to that point to where you can make a seven figure se- digit number in mm-hmm. one month, thirty days. Yeah, there's that's only nuts, twenty. Dude. There's only twenty two work days in a month. That's nuts. Yeah, not even full thirty. Not days, even a full thirty days because you're probably not working the weekends, and no, if you can't. are, that's even more credit to you. Right, because you're even hustling, you're hustle hustling. But my point is, is that this guy, you wouldn't know it, but he was homeless at one point, from my understanding. I met him through the barber shop, so the bar- yeah. barber dude kind of put me on game. Like, makes sense. Dude was homeless at one point, but like now he's having seven figure months. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I think what's crazy. Genuinely, too, think about that, bro. Like the only real qualify. If he said, "I am him," yeah. Speaking of, I, I really that. want to dive into, I know we're kind of running low on time. Like 10 minutes. Yeah, we got about 10 minutes. Finish what you were saying, then I'll dive into the I am. The, the, for everybody that's Catholic, and if you're not, and if you know about saints, if you've ever like read into saints, the real only qualification to be a saint is if you turn around, you turn your life around. Because yep. if you look at every saint, bro, they didn't come from a rich family. They didn't come oh, from bro. like a good life. They didn't come from whatever. They, they showed... You can't really be good. You can't really be like godly if you started off from a clean slate or if you started off from like an easy level. You have to have I mean, like you can be, it. but like you still have to be there's a there's more humbleness has to come into that because you still have to be there takes in, more growth. You have to be you have to be able to empathize with people who didn't come from that type of situation. That's the difference between like sauce and juice. Yes, yeah, because sauce is if you come from an easy upbringing <laughs> And you're what rich. Is juice is temporary. Juice sauce is temporary. Is forever, bro. Bro. Because if you don't have to earn what you earned or what you have, you don't really, you can't recreate it. Yeah. But if you, as a guy, like if you had to get it out the mud, dude, if you had to start a roofing company from being broke, if you had to start a podcast from 
like shitty equipment from nothing. Yeah. Whatever. What? How do you relate it? It's the appreciation that comes into that. But you know, you can redo it if yes, you fail. Bro. Yes. But if you don't come from anything, or if you come from everything, and whatever you're doing was handed to you, and you fail or you lose it, you can't get it back because how you don't know how you don't even know how the it came to you in the first it. place. You know. They say that when you fail, you don't really fail. You just restart where you left with off. knowledge. With where you restart. If I failed, it's the like com- the level thing. Think about this. If my company failed right now, and we had to close it, bankrupt. But we start a new company. Mm-hmm. That company would pick up right where we left off. Yeah, it wouldn't start where Williamson Construction Services started, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have to go through all the growth that we have to come to get to where we're at right now. That company would pick up right where we're at. So you never yeah. restart. No, you only when you restart, you just you're starting where you left off, and that's the cool thing about failing is that it's almost good to fail sometimes because failing can get you out of a comfort zone to where now you have to grow. Yeah, and there's this weird correlation between that. <laughs> But um, to totally, you know, flip it on, we were talking about you started kind of diving into saints and the God thing. And somebody, our barber actually put us on game with something the other day. We we, we love to go over there and just kind of shoot the shit with We got to get him on the pod, man. Yeah. Coming we, up soon. Well, we finally got the audio box where we have more than two connections for microphones. We have more microphones. We've got actual boom stands. We have a studio now. I think we're in a spot now where we could legitimately bring another person in here and it wouldn't be weird but to dive in on what i kind of want to talk about here is he put us on game with this whole perspective on it's 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 a concept based off of the words i am and so there's a saying and it's in it's exodus 3 verse 7 and 8 and 13 and 14 and it says and god said unto moses i am that i am and he said thus shalt thus shalt thou Say unto children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So I am that I am. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that God addresses himself and calls himself a name. Mm-hmm. Like we, we call God God, right? And, yeah. the, and Allah and all these different things, right? And so, but the only time that God talks about himself is he says, I am. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's dive into the Ten Commandments. Right. When we look at the Ten Commandments, one of those is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The I, that's why self talk is so important, man. You you've always heard thou, people. You, go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. You're good. You're so good. the third one: Thou shalt not take the Lord, the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Mm-hmm. Right. So what does that mean? necessarily in my words no i'm saying like in general right so Mm -hmm. what does that mean thou shalt not take the lord's name in vain does that mean when we say god damn it or you know jesus christ or when we say things like that maybe so kind of maybe so that's not the main point though but i think that the main point here is is that when god addresses himself he says i am therefore i am i am who i am i am who i am right Mm -hmm. so I don't think when God talks about taking the Lord's name in vain, he's talking about saying those words necessarily. I think he's more addressing the idea of saying like when we when you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself, I am so tired, I am not going to be productive today. Mm -hmm. I think the Lord is telling us that that's taking his name in vain. Yeah, because if we are likeness and images of God. As you're they cre- say, you're creating we, are, we are we are creations of Jesus and God. God created us. 
then therefore when we talk negative about ourselves, I am this, I am not, I am, like you said in the barbershop that day, I'm, ah, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't even think about it. But, but your mind doesn't know the difference between jokes and not. Yes. It, it doesn't. So when you sit there and you tell yourself, I am this, or I am not adequate, or I am, I'm, I suck at this, or mm-hmm. you're real. That's what I, I would say is taking the Lord's name in vain. Because the Lord only addresses himself one time. I am. That's what he calls himself. So when we address ourselves, I am this, I am that. I truly believe that's, and I, 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 it makes so much sense when you really start to think about it. Because you can feel it, bro. Yes. And the. We've made an active effort to, 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 we, and we, we joke about it kind of, but like, we'll be on the way to work and I'm so excited to get this shit rock done. And I'm serious. The mood changes it may not be massive but it does it's manifesting this certain it's like like you said your brain can't tell between a joke and something serious so if i'm jokingly telling myself i'm so excited about doing the sheetrock my brain doesn't know that my brain's just hearing that i'm excited to do sheetrock Mm -hmm. so whether i am or not it's 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 my intention behind it right Mm -hmm. and and so i would challenge and i think this is a good way to kind of you know check out for the day i would challenge people to make an active effort that when you address yourself, you look at yourself as an image and likeness of God or mm-hmm. Allah, whatever you call him, you know, because everybody got, everybody's got different terminology. But again, remember this. God only addresses himself by name one time. He calls himself I am. Mm-hmm. So when you sit there and you say, I'm not good enough for this or I am not going. You're not. Or, you're not. You're right. You're right. But you're also saying that God's not. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I would challenge people to make an active effort to be as uplifting and positive whenever you speak upon yourself and whenever you have intent and be intentional with your words. You're, like we said, your brain can't tell the difference, but you might. Your brain doesn't know. So be so intentional with what you're saying. Be so intentional with your actions and the way you're carrying yourself and all of the it's it, it's it's we talk about it, but it's like a well-oiled machine. And yeah. And it's like gears and they're going to either grind or it's going to perfectly mesh because the ratio is right. And so do your that's part of getting that ratio right. That's part of, you know, manifesting the the lifestyle that you want to live. Think about when we golfed the other day, bro. The day it was the same day, the same day that we got put on with that, bro. And that when you say intention, I think it's important to emphasize the intention of how you use I am, because when we were golfing that it kind of blew my mind, dude, when he said that, because I know how important self-talk is, but the way that he put it really like kind of clicked with me because when I was go, we went golfing right after and I shot the best, I wouldn't say the best round of my life, top but three. no, I would say top two. I was like score wise and like confidence wise, top two, top two. And he said, I've got one better game. I was intention. I was intentional with everything. I didn't say like, I will make a hole in one. I will like drive this ball right down the middle of the fairway. No, I said, I am going to. No, 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 no. I said, I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'm confident in my abilities as a golfer. And like, it wasn't result driven. It was like part of the process driven yes. because not every shot was perfect, but the. But I was calm every time. If I made a bad shot, the next shot was nowhere near bad. I yep. was like, because I would get. I would get a little flustered, but I am not frustrated. Stepped up to the ball. I'm like, I'm confident. I'm calm. I'm confident. I'm confident in my abilities as a golfer. My, I'm, I know my swing will be perfect on this shot. And dude, I had the second best. I haven't swung a golf club in months and I had the second best. It's probably golf. been like three to six months since yeah, we played. Almost that. shot in the eighties, bro. Almost. And I, dude, the bad shots I did have, I looked back and I was like, oh shit, I didn't do any like self-talk when I was like stepping. I kind of like forgot about it for a second. 
Isn't that and, crazy though? Yeah. And I was like, and it, it kind of put, it gave me a, um, like, damn dude, this is no also joke. a sense of worth that comes along with that, that you trick yourself into believing that like, yeah. whether you are or not, you believe it. It's almost like magic in a way. I'm telling you, bro, you can, it's, it's manifest. Like that's you, legit manifesting be like as intentional as possible because you can sit here and say like, I'm going to make a million dollars. No, that's not how you, you should say like, if you're starting a business, I you am say, going to work my ass off. I am. I am confident in my abilities as a investor. I am confident in my abilities as a marketer. I am confident in my abilities as whatever, or I, I am, am going to put a hundred percent effort into everything. And, and I'm, I am going to be intentional whenever I do jobs. I yeah. am going to treat my clients better than anybody ever has. I am. And you have to be like that. Cause when you're like that, you're again, you're manifesting that mm -hmm. you're, you're creating that reality mm -hmm. because nothing's the reality is what you, we talked about this reality is what you create. Yeah, your and that's what you're, you're creating gonna, it. Yeah, I, I got it. Your circumstance doesn't dictate your reality, bro. Yeah. The amount of effort you put into your situation is what dictates the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So manifesting and believing and really taking the time to think about what you're doing and saying makes a, a massive, massive difference. Dude. I would, I would, and again, I challenge everybody who listens to the pod today to try it, to, to try it, you know, genuinely, genuinely take a moment and you'll notice that like, even I, it sounds horrible, but the people around you don't want to hear you complain. No. I, 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 I know that sounds rude, but the people around you don't want to hear you be negative. The people around you want uplifting people around them. So be that person, mm -hmm. be that person that's going to bring up the emotional support for somebody or be that, be that person that lifts up somebody's energy levels, you know, and by saying, by being an, I am kind of person that does that yeah. you're putting good, you're putting that, that kind of intention into the world. You're putting that kind of energy out there. Whatever so, comes after I am is powerful. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. It's, it's however you want to direct it. And like, if, if you're not sure, like people listening, if you're not sure like how to do it, if you wake up in a bad mood or if like your day is not good, your life's not good, like use it to change your mood. Like if, dude, if everything's going wrong, be like, I am calm. I am relaxed. I am, uh, I'm grateful. And you'll notice it may be small, but you'll notice that you do not feel the same after No, you feel, you may not be like, boom, like everything's perfect, but that's just the first step. That's just the first thing. Cause anytime you learn something new, you're not going to be best at it the first time. That's the point. Mm -hmm. Cause if everything was that easy, then everybody would be whoever they wanted to be like right off the rip. And that's not, that's not the point. It's not the case. No. That's that. If that was case results would be short term and you would never see a real sense of accomplishment be happening. In mm -hmm. my opinion, I feel like because results are so long term and they take a lot like you, if results were short term, everybody would do it. That's kind of like concept. Like if it was easy, everybody would do it. So it takes effort. It takes time. It takes consistency. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's part of it. That, that genuinely you have to be willing to like do. You have to be willing to dive into something. If you're going to do it, don't be one foot in the door, one foot out like eh, my toe, I'm gonna dip, put my toe in, dive in the pool. Get wet. It might be cold for a minute, but you'd be all right. Mm -hmm. you bro, know? juice is kind of like the juice and sauce thing, bro. Juice is temporary. Sauce. Juice is easy to make. You just got to pour it. And you, you sauce, know, hit the blender and yeah, bro, sauce, boom, you got to thicken it up a little bit. You got to take, a while. Yeah. you got to add one ingredient. You got to add two. You got to add three, four. Taste it a little bit. You mix might need it some up. flour. You got to thicken yeah, it up you gotta a little tweak bit. It. Oh, you got to get it. too thick. Let me mix right. it. Yeah, bro. So, juice is easy to make. It's yeah. one consistency. It's easy. One sweet, ingredient. One ingredient. Sauce. Forever. Forever. It's right, not easy to make, but I think uh 
I think we are running just about out of time. Perfect, yeah. We uh, P. Roy's going to Oklahoma this week, and I'm going to LSU Auburn game tomorrow. So hopefully, we got like some good content for yeah. I think uh, I think Monday. If you, I think Monday we'll be able to push out another pod. So like in the morning, maybe. Well, I mean, you'll be coming back into town on Monday. I'll I'll probably I, be around noon. I probably won't be working on Monday, mm-hmm. so we could just pod in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Be able to kind of update everybody on the wedding, etc. Yeah. But look, y'all be cool. Appreciate everybody for coming out and listening. And again. Take the time to just, you know, be intentional. Be 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 that guy that's or that girl that's gonna make the difference in somebody's life, that's gonna uplift and be that happiness. You yeah. know? The year's almost over. So that ball that pushed through to twenty twenty four. One quarter left, bro. We're in the hey, the fourth quarter just started, y'all. Y'all yeah. get ready. It's it's like what do they call it? The witching hour? Yeah, it's the witching yeah, hour. It's bro. the witching hour, bro. This is where we New season, losses. it's cooler, it's different. It's a, like the tides are turning. Like use that to your advantage. This is where wins and losses get decided, bro. Yeah. Everybody's tired right now. Push through. Yep. Yep. Go All right, y'all. Y'all, y'all be one. careful, man. Thank y'all again. Yeah, there. Go. Was that our best pod? <laughs>